Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of State Champs Poolside Podcast. This is the Michigan Swimming Podcast. We go all season long for the girls and the boys, and we're always super excited when we can be joined uh, by guests to talk about their experiences both in high school and, as today goes, uh, their university experience. So first off, of course, in the middle of your screen is our co-host, and that is David Julkevsky. He is a teacher and the girls' head swim coach at Bloomfield Hills High School. School. And joining us today is Rob Zofchak. Now, Rob was a uh, student athlete at the University of Michigan. Uh, for those uh, Dreadnought fans out there, he went to Dexter High School. He was a multiple state champ, uh, I believe somewhere in the realm of like a 16-time All-American NCAA qualifier, and he joins us on poolside. So, uh, Rob, thank you so much for uh, taking a little bit of uh, time to uh, spend with us and talk swimming. Thanks so much, Lawrence. Nice to be here. All right. And uh, we give a big shout out to David for setting that up. And uh, uh, so let's we're going to get into it in just one second. Uh, and we're going to talk about, you know, especially, you know, Rob's stepping up from high school to college and so on. But first, I want to let you guys know that Poolside is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to LTUathletics.com. Click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and value of educational athletics and by the physical therapy and sports medicine professionals with the Detroit Medical Center. Our Game Changers segments are back. Check our YouTube playlist by searching State Champs TV for great insight on training tips and more. And for immediate care, go to dmc.org slash Game Changers. All right, so let's get into it. And Rob, first off, uh, since this is a high school podcast, talk about your high school experience at Dexter and what memories are the fondest when you think about it today? Uh, well, when I uh, when I went to high school, my brother was a senior. He also swam, so he's on the team. So, you know, my freshman year coming in, I was known as, his name is Jonathan. I was, you know, Jonathan's brother. So you <laughs> yeah. know, that was uh, something to get used to for sure is kind of being my identity being tied to my brothers. But, you know, um, I was, I, I, I joined the team uh, when I was, I was very young. I was very um, small. I hadn't grown yet. Uh, so it was kind of intimidating being around a bunch of, you know, fully grown men at that time. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, freshman, sophomore year were a lot of hard work. And, you know, junior year is when I really started breaking out as a swimmer in general. Um, so it was fun. I got to be uh, a kind of a leader of the team. I led the boys and we, um, you know, made it to a state championship. I think that's got to be one of my best memories is uh, kind of spearheading that. How about the uh, the day-to-day stuff, Rob? You know, I, I know like right now my girls, they're into doubles right now. School's piling up. Um, yeah. What type of things would you do on those days? Give yourself some time or, I don't know, j- just get the team excited again and kind of let loose a little bit and just take some of the stress yeah. off. What were you guys doing? Yeah. So after every uh, morning practice, we would do every single day of the week, actually. Um, we had a room in the high school that was kind of dedicated our room where we would have, you know, a bunch of breakfast stuff. So we were able to, you know, shower, get changed and go out and have breakfast in the breakfast room. And that was absolutely huge for us. So it was really fun to just kind of sit there and talk about practice and kind of socialize with your team, um, you know, for 30 minutes before school started. Uh, Fridays were always hot breakfast. So it was some parents would volunteer and 
make some breakfast at home. Uh, that was a huge uh, to the day. You know, days are so long, especially in winter swimming. You know, you go up to high school and it's dark. And then you swim and then you stay inside and then you swim and it's dark again. Um, so that was definitely a, a very nice uh, break at the very beginning of the day for sure. Um, you know, other than that, we had a little bit of time. Our coach really liked to do warm up and then get out of the pool and stretch. So um, that was up for morning practice and for afternoon practice. So for afternoon practice, you know, when we had more energy and it was, you know, middle of the day instead of, you know, 5 a.m., that uh, was a lot of fun to, you know, staying out there, stretch. Some people would really, you know, just kind of stand around, but it was fun to, you know, talk to them and, talk to the coach and the coach's daughter was there sometimes. So we try to mess with her and she hated all of us. You know, she's like six years old. So we're all playing with her and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you just, you know, any opportunity that you can, I'd say, you know, we would be trying to, you know, make the best of it, you know, trying to talk to each other, trying to have fun, trying to make each other laugh. So really any opportunity that you got where you're all together is, uh, is, is an opportunity. You said you had your brothers uh, that came before you as swimmers. And what would you say is, um, you know, your attraction to the sport? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, if you look at your brothers as role models, you want to do what they're doing. But was it more than that? Because obviously you could have charted your own course. Yeah, so definitely a huge uh, influence in my, you know, decision to pursue the sport as my brother. You know, he was... Yeah, he, he grew early and he was fast early. I remember specifically, um, we went to zones in, I don't remember what year, but I was, I think I was 10 and he was 12 and, you know, he was about to be aging up and he won zones in the 50 free wearing a Speedo and everyone else was wearing tech suits. So I thought that was just awesome. You know, he barely cared about being there and he went in and just crushed everyone in this race and got this just ridiculously big medal for it. Um, so, you know, watching him do that always kind of inspired me. I wanted to always beat him. Um, and I just am a sucker for competition, I guess, you know, every time we'd have meets in the summer for, you know, a summer league when, when I'm young, I'm always wanting to win. I like the feeling. So, uh, that just kind of kept going. And as I got better and kept winning, I was like, this is something I could do. At what point do you start saying, Hey, I want to take this to the next level. It's more than just club. It's more than just the summer. It's more than just high school. When did you start looking at schools, colleges and stuff like that? Um, I didn't really give it much thought. I knew that people swam in college and I knew that that would be a kind of a cool idea. Um, but I didn't really want to do that until maybe junior year of high school, maybe sophomore year of high school. Um, that's when I kind of, you know, my club coaches, my high school coaches were like, hey, you could swim D1, you know, people would want you. And, you know, people started reaching out and I was like, hey, yeah, maybe I could. Um, so kind of at that point was kind of really where I wanted to take the next level. And also going to um, more national level meets. You know, my first time going to NCSA's uh, juniors was my junior year and we had you know, three people on the team. It was me and two of my friends. Um, so, you know, really small meet, really kind of intimate. We got to know our club coach really well. Um, but, you know, you go there and you see all these, you know, national level swimmers, people who are really, really good. 
and just kind of, I remember being in such awe of uh, Andrew Seliscar because he just went in and destroyed everyone in every single event he swam in. I thought it was cool that I was, you know, there as well. Um, not necessarily swimming up to his standards, of course, but, you know, I was there. Um, so kind of doing that and meeting people there was really cool too. I um, ended up swimming against a bunch of future teammates without even realizing it. And so, you know, I think those meets as well had uh, a large impact in wanting me to kind of pursue the sport even further. We're talking with Rob Zofchak, who is a former Dexter Dreadnought and a University of Michigan uh, swimmer. And uh, he is now done with his college career and uh, kind enough to join us here on Poolside. Uh, looking at your bio, I noticed that, uh, you know, you were uh, an excellent student in high school. In fact, I see a couple of times you were, uh, you know, put on the All-American Scholar Athletic team. How did you... Uh, because I think this, again, as David was alluding to right at the beginning, balance swimming and school and be able to succeed at both. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was difficult. You know, it always it always is, always will be. In college, it just gets harder. Um, you have to really be on top of it. You have to really be, you know, focusing in class. You know how hard that is when you just came out of a morning practice and you're super tired. And, you know, if you didn't focus in class, you got to make sure that, Whatever you did during the day, you, you know, recall that and make sure you get your work done. I think that, you know, as long as you're getting your work done, then you're going to be successful. So um, that was that was kind of big for me and kind of having my parents be, you know, so integral in raising me to kind of be someone who really enjoyed learning and really enjoyed, you know, just kind of being on top of all my stuff. So, you know, I always... I, li I really liked video games, so I was always like, well, if I get all my stuff done, then I can play video games, so I want to get it done as fast as possible. Right. But, right. yeah, in college, you know, it just gets more difficult. You're swimming harder, and you're taking way harder classes. Um, at that point, you know, I, I, I really relied on kind of the resources that they gave us and also my teammates. Yeah, I was really blessed to be, you know, a part of the University of Michigan swim team, and, you know, all those guys are really, really smart guys. We had... Uh, when I was there, two Elite 90 Award uh, swimmers, which is kind of, I don't know how many people get it, but it's one of the highest honors. You know, you're the highest, you're the athlete with one of the highest GPAs in the country. Um, mm. So that was on our team uh, twice when I was there. So you get to see these people who are, you know, uh, a couple of my classmates took one-year master's programs last year. Uh, you know, a couple of them are thinking about pursuing PhDs, and, you know, they're all looking to get on top of their stuff and get it all done. So, you know, if, if you're watching them do it, like, why are you watching them do that? Why don't you do the same thing? So, you know, having people around you success, being successful really helps that as well. Really good. Yeah, what obviously. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, David. No, I was going to say, you know, as you're making that transition to college, you guys are now together every day, all day. I mean, you're living together. You're, you know, a lot of stuff. So um, talk a little bit more about, you know, some of that, that team bonding you got going on. And you know, you're talking about how they, they inspired you. Um, how does that make you a better athlete, better student, even, even just a better person getting ready to go on the, on the real world? Yeah. Well, when I um, got my roommate selected, it was uh, my buddy Felix. He's from Austria. And he is a very, very, very talented swimmer. He went to the Olympics in 2016. He went to the Olympics in 2020. So, you know, I hear about this right before I come to school. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm rooming with an Olympian. I'm 
way, you know, way over my head. So um, kind of getting to know this guy who, you know, rolls up, barely speaks English and swims really, really fast and, you know, getting to know him and him just being an absolute goof uh, totally, you know, helped me out, you know, because you realize that these people are very normal people. Um, so I think I've made some really great friends in my class with people who I think are just absolute studs, uh, you know, inside swimming and in, in life as well. Um, so kind of, again, being around that, you know, spending so much time with them and kind of learning that, you know, maybe your day to days are not quite the same, but all the stuff that you guys want to do to, you know, have fun or to work hard, or, you know, you, you guys have the same kind of motivations and you guys know how to enjoy the time and, you know, how to make each other, you know, accountable for not only your actions, but accountable for, you know, making the experience enjoyable for everybody. Um, you know, I, I really great group of guys. Um, I'm super glad that I got to be uh, a part of that, but that definitely helped me kind of understand the breadth of college swimming. Cause I definitely came in as, uh, not necessarily one of the better athletes of my class. I think I was, you know, the second to worst swimmer in my entire class. So, um, that, you know, coupled with, you know, just wanting to get better, wanting to be on their level and just kind of realizing what they do every single day to get there. Um, it kind of just teaches you without you even realizing it, you know, what you need to do to get better. And you can take those lessons, you know, in swimming, especially you can take those lessons, what you need to do to get better. Cause it's an every single day kind of thing. And you can apply it to life. You know, you always want to be improving. You always want to focus on something, you know, whether that be your catch and backstroke on your left arm, you're not necessarily pulling your elbow high enough or, you know, part of your studies. You know, you always got to find something that you know that you can work on and someone else has pointed out to you as well, maybe, and made fun of you for it, maybe, but it was all in good fun. So, you know, it, it, it taught me to, to roll with the punches, you know, learn how to take criticism and put my head down and work hard. So you're fresh out of school, you're starting life in the real world. You have a unique ability right now to have perspective. And if you could talk to a, cause you were class of 2016, correct at Dexter? Yeah. All right. If you could talk to a young Rob Zofchak as a, um, maybe a pim pimply faced freshman, I don't know if that was you, but uh, a lot of us were, uh, and you were getting ready to embark on your high school life, your high school career, what advice now would you have given to that young man to better prepare you for the road ahead um probably first off always be humble you know um i was definitely humbled super hard coming on the team uh practices were you know i thought i thought that dexter high school i thought we had some gnarly practices but you know i was thrown out the window very very quickly when i got to college so you know that really made me kind of realize what i was getting into um mm -hmm. You know, always, always, always be humble, you know, kind of always be looking to improve. Never think that you have, you know, made it, I guess, because you always want to be striving. You always want to be climbing to the next highest peak, you know. So that would probably be my first thing. Uh, second thing is, you know, take care of yourself. Uh, you know, it can get really hard to, to do swimming in school all at the same time and not get bogged down with, you know, the details. But uh, got to make sure that you're treating yourself right and doing what you got to do to stay happy and healthy. Really good. Yeah. Great, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. I have, some, uh, more. Go, I go have some more questions. I have some more questions. Um, 
and, and I know this has affected so many athletes. Uh, you, you know, were still at the University of Michigan when COVID-19 came in and, you know, the shutdown happened. How, how devastating was the COVID shutdown to you on a personal level? Because I believe that you had finally qualified for the NCAA championships in the backstroke. Am I correct? Right, right. So my senior year, I was voted a captain by my teammates, which was an awesome honor. And um, throughout college, actually, I was a very, um, say, injury-prone athlete. You know, I always had some sort of nagging injury. My junior year was devastating because I had um, some surgery beforehand, and I never really recovered properly from it. So um, I kind of was learning my body the whole time. And, you know, a senior year came around and I was like, well, I know what I need to do to get everything right. Um, I, we had this excellent new trainer come in. I'm, you know, really thankful for that guy and, you know, taking so much time to, you know, keep me healthy as well. I had a bunch of back problems and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, had, I was a senior, I was a captain. I finally knew what I needed to do with my body and it paid off. You know, I gained a bunch of muscle I was the heaviest I've ever been. Uh, you know, I was I was leading this team, and you know, me and the other captains, we had a goal. You know, we had a goal. We we're going to win Big Tens because, you know, there's usually a uh, there's usually excellence coming out of Michigan, and you know, the last couple of years maybe not winning titles kind of goes against that. So, you know, we had a fantastic Big Tens, and all my you know classmates who didn't necessarily need to rest for Big Tens didn't need to rest for Big Tens, so they didn't. Um, we were gearing up for a really big NCAAs. We were thinking that, you know, it was, it was more than doable to be top three, you know, maybe we can sneak, you know, top two beat, beat Texas, maybe. So we had very, very, very high aspirations. I felt that, you know, me and the other three boys, we cared so much and we kept such a tight ship and kind of cultivated such an amazing culture with help of the other seniors. Um, that it was a it was a pretty big blow for all of us. Um, you know, I, I still I still talk to a couple of the guys that I still know on the team, and you know, it was last last year it was a, a lot of you know we miss you guys. You know, we miss what you guys brought to the team. You know, I said how how different it was that you know twelve of us, eleven of us uh, are just gone from that team now, and kind of the whole vibe that surrounded our class. So, you know, not being able to have my classmates kind of show their true short course potential because they didn't get to you know have their last taper meet uh that was big blow you know me getting to go to my first ncaa's that was pretty big blow and you know just for my roommate uh, he won he won uh the mile his junior year and for him not to be able to defend his title uh, all huge blow so you know <laughs> it was a disappointment for sure and um definitely hurt for a while. And I know that, you know, my classmates felt the same way. And I know that, you know, some of my friends who went to different schools felt the same way about, about their season. So definitely wasn't easy for anybody. That's for sure. As you're stepping away now, um, you know, we're, we're in the middle of the season. I, I know, you know, Mike McHugh is getting ready with the boys here in the next few weeks. I'm sure they're gonna start talking about the winter. Um, I know I still follow college swimming a lot, but Looking back, are you starting to look at uh, some of the high school meets? Is there anything you're getting excited for this year, whether it be a Michigan meet or uh, or a Dexter meet? Oh, I'm always excited to look uh, to look at those meets and stuff. You know, I'm I always check in on my coach once a year at least to see how the team's doing and 
see what he expects out of the year moving forward. So, you know, they're moving into SEC red this year, which is a much tougher division. Um, and, you know, they're kind of looking to looking to build off of last year. So, you know, hoping hoping the best for them. Looking forward to just seeing meets in general and seeing how they can do at states. Uh, last year, actually, we got a Zoom call with all of them before their state meet. And, you know, me and my brother and some of my old classmates kind of got together and kind of told them good luck for states. So that was kind of cool to do. So I'm always excited for that. Um, and for Michigan swimming, absolutely. I'm always... I'm always keeping in touch, you know, always keeping tabs on those guys. I don't know any of the freshmen this year, which is kind of odd to me, you know, for, for knowing, you know, four classes in front of me, four classes behind me and even more. Um, but yeah, I'm always going to be, you know, repping the maize and blue. I'm always going to be watching what they do at their meets and giving them support. Um, we do a cool thing um, at Michigan where before championship meets, whether that be, you know, your qualification meet for big tens. If you know, the roster is not quite full and they're kind of deciding the last couple of people, uh, for big tens or for NCAAs. Um, what we do is we get emails from alum, you know, whether it be like, you know, Peter Vanderkay or, you know, like Tom Dolan or someone like that, someone, you know, who's like kind of a Michigan legend to us. So we, we, we get those emails and we, you know, send them to the rest of the team and it gets everyone super excited for, for that. So, I was uh, honored last year with an email, you know, fresh out of college. I got to send them a Big Tens email. So, you know, keep connected like that. And you kind of realize how many people are really watching too. Uh, Captain last year on the Michigan team set us up with as many alum as he could reach uh, and got a big Zoom call in before Big Tens. And there were, you know, probably a hundred of us on a Zoom call, all wishing these boys well in their Big Ten meet and their first, you know, pandemic meet. So. You know, it's really cool to see how many people still care. And I mean, I know that I'm still going to be caring for a long time. So, yeah, I'm always excited to watch these meets and see how they do. Well, you know, it's that kind of it's that time of year, especially around football season. We're talking about rivalries. And I'm sure uh, during your day, you know, it was always great when you get up for a program like Michigan State, which was where your brother swam if I'm right. correct, right? And now there's not even a program anymore if, if that's the way I understand it, right? They had to, to stop it. So, um, you know, I'm sure you knew guys that were a part of, of that program. It's, it's really unbelievable that, you know, um, in a state as strong as Michigan is in swimming, that there isn't a program at Michigan State. Yeah, it sure is surprising. So my sister is a senior at Michigan State. She swam the past three years and her senior year, she's not, you know, doesn't have a team to swim for. So she was uh, very intimately involved in the whole process behind that. You know, they went to court over it and tried to fight it as best they could. And, you know, they, the uh, Michigan State Athletic Department really uh, came prepared, I guess, for, for lack of a better term. Um, I know it was a pretty crushing blow to a lot of those girls and a lot of those guys. Um, it is it is truly a shame. Um, and I think that, unfortunately, that program was not destined for success ever because of the way that the athletic department treated it. You know, they hadn't had a, a pool upgrade in 50 years, something like that. They, you know, they hadn't had any expansion in coaching staff. They just didn't give the team any money or any, you know, resources to kind of build themselves up you know they always just kind of said all right go get them and good luck so 
you know, they always they always touted uh, Michigan State swimming has always had very very good academics as well. Uh, my brother met his girlfriend for swimming, and she is pursuing her PhD right now. She's got a year or two left, um, and you know, she left the team her senior year as well. Um, and they still wanted her to go to the academic athletic gala because she had a 4.0 every, every single year. Um, that their team, the women's team, had the highest GPA in the country for women's swim teams. Um, wow. So, you know, just a lot of good coming out of that team, you know, outside of swimming. And they're just, you know, they're taking all the credit they can get out of it and they're, you know, throwing the team away. So, yeah, it's definitely a shame. Yeah, for sure. Um, one last thing, uh, what are you doing now? You know, what's life post-college for you? Well, uh, for me post-college, you know, I I lost a lot of my swimming weight, which was kind of, I thought it was kind of funny. I slimmed down a ton, was not expecting that at all. Um, so I got really into mountain biking, which has just been, you know, awesome. Been a totally, total revitalization of, you know, exercise i guess uh, so i've been doing that i am now working at a autonomous vehicle company i'm a software engineer there so i'm you know working a nine to five you know working on innovation and living life so it's been pretty nice so far and you know i get to you know i get to talk to my uh former teammates all the time i keep in touch with a couple of high school boys i keep in touch with a lot of college boys and you know we stick together. So that's that's been really great also to take all out that all out. That's awesome. That's excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a great, great career and, and it's paid off for you. It's awesome to hear all the great Thank success you. you've had. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, David, before we end this, uh, real quickly, some things that, uh, you know, what's going on right now in the girls' season, some meets coming up, some things that uh, people who follow swimming should be paying attention to. Yeah, we're rolling into uh, some mid-season invites. Uh, we're hosting one in Bloomfield uh, a week from Saturday. Um, and I know quite a few few teams and, and schools around the state are going to be hosting their invites. Uh, that second week uh, or the first full week of October, you see all the county championships and then our MISCA championship that, that week after. And I, it, it's crazy to think we're already halfway through and, uh, and we're about seven to nine weeks, depending league meet to state meet. So yeah, a lot of big invites the next two to three weeks. and. Then let's get ready for some fun at the end of October. Yeah, we'll get into some full high school talk uh, next week for sure. We really appreciate uh, former Michigan Wolverine and former Dexter Dreadnought Rob Zobchak for joining us here on the show today. That's our show. I want to thank our sponsors, Lawrence Technological University, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, and DMC Sports Medicine and Physical Therapy team. Thank you, Rob. And for David, I'm Lauren. We'll talk at you guys next week. Thank you.